Hey, if you've ever set out to do anything great, you probably found out this truth, that it's easy to start, but it's so much harder to sustain. The question is not if you'll face challenges in life, it's how much of life can you handle? That's why today we're talking about four habits to build a resilient life. Episode seven is here. What's going on, Square One family? It is episode Sam. That's right, I say Sam because where I'm from, sometimes you got to say it like that. We're super excited for this episode. It's one of my favorite things to talk about. Uh, and I'm just going to try not to get ahead of myself because I just got to get some household things done. Don't forget to like, subscribe, share, rate, and review if this podcast has been a blessing to you in any way. If it's helped you as a leader, if it's helped you as a person, if it's helped you in any way, make sure you help us spread the word so that our mission to help as many people as possible handle their square one moment uh, can be accomplished. We can't do it without you. And it means the world to us that you would take the time to give us your ear and your time to be a part of this community. We are excited for what has been happening. We are coming to the last week of our March coaching group. We have been uh, just growing in so many amazing ways, talking about ways to build what we're going to talk about today, uh, resilience into the fabric of our lives so that the next time we experience challenges or disappointments, we don't have to go back to the same square that we were back to the last time. We also been talking about revenue building things and rhythm of life and how that is imperative to our ability to continue to sustain a life on the other side of our square one experience. And we've just been talking about just things that continue to allow us to grow as a community. So I'm just grateful for all of you who've been a part of that. I want to, to continue to share your stories as it's been impactful to not only you, but certainly it's been impactful to me as well. I also just want to encourage you to go to our website, Vernon Gordon, Dot com so that you can consistently see opportunities for you to engage in future uh, coaching groups. But also there's going to be more masterclasses coming and uh, just some contextualized opportunities for consulting. So don't miss those things at our website. Again, VernonGordon.com. Well, today we're talking about four habits to building a resilient life. Uh, now, resilience, I just want to define it so that we can all have the same starting point is defined as the capacity to withstand or recover quickly from difficulties. It is the capacity to withstand or recover quickly from difficulties. Now, look, we admire this trait in people all the time. I, I don't know about you, but if you look at your favorite athlete, I might think about somebody like LeBron James who has played forever, right? And it's this idea of, man, how does he continue to be able to perform at a high level? His body is taking blows and he's being bullied and he's being knocked down. And yet his body and his mind is so resilient that he can keep going at a high level. This is the, what we admire about Tom Brady who recently retired. It's like, yo, 20 years, like he just keeps doing the same things after being hit after being knocked down, after difficulty, after losses, and yet he shows back up with a continued and renewed sense of being able to produce at a high level. We would define these people as resilient, not just athletes, right? We also probably have known people 
in our life who we just admired their resilience. Like we look at their life and it's like, man, if it had been me, come on, everybody has one of those. If it had been me, I don't know if I would have been able to keep smiling. I don't know if I would have been able to stop from crying. I don't know if I would have been able to jump back into it. I don't know if I would have been able to overcome that moment. And we admire people who have the resilience to recover from difficult moments or to withstand difficult seasons and to continue to show up as the best version of themselves or at a minimum versions of themselves that they can continue to be proud of. Now, there are some people who feel like either you're born with it or you're not. And I don't believe that. I believe that with the right habits and practices, you can develop more resilience to withstand and recover from life's difficulties. The same way we just talked about the athletes who train their bodies, manage what they consume, apply the proper recovery time for them to continue to be in the game longer. I think the same is true for our hearts, our minds, our lives, that we can, with the right habits, train ourselves through practice, through principles, and through consistency to develop more resilience for our life seasons. And here's why this topic matters. The key to winning in life is not about how much you can do. It's about how much can you take. Hear me. This means the will to win must be matched by the will to work on areas where you're weak. You gotta have the will, not just to win. That's great. That's optimistic. But what happens when your weaknesses show up on your journey to winning? You got to have the same will to work on the areas where you are weak. Why? Because the key to winning in life is just not about how much you can do. It's about how much can you take? And if you can't tell by now, this is one of my most passionate areas of the book. It's one of the most passionate areas I love coaching on. It's one of the areas I love coaching and doing consulting on for teams and staffs, for organizations, because over and over again, I think people can do a lot, but you got to be able to take some things. Hear me. If you know you can't withstand heartbreak, work on that. If you know you can't withstand opinions of people, work on that. If you know you can't withstand pressure, work on that. Why? Because you got to apply the same will to work on your weaknesses as you do to work on winning. Otherwise, winning will hurt you. Winning can break you. Winning can put you back at square one because you didn't work on the things that you were weak on. I believe there's no greater preventative measure to square one seasons than building resilience into your life. I think if we started focusing as people on building the habits of resilience, we would not only know how to throw a punch, we would know how to take one, right? We wouldn't just know how to start, we know how to sustain, right? I love what Angela Duckworth says. She says, enthusiasm is common. Endurance is rare. Enthusiasm is common. Endurance is rare. We all know it, right? Maybe we've been the person, it's like it's easy to start something and we consistently post, I'm starting this and I'm doing this and I got a t-shirt line out and I got a new business down and I'm doing this at challenge and I'm doing this. And over time, we have enthusiasm, but that enthusiasm isn't met or matched with 
endurance, right? Another quote that I really love by Elizabeth Edwards here. Resilience is accepting your new reality, even if it's less good than the one you had before. You can fight it. You can do nothing but scream about what you've lost. Or you can accept and try to put together something that's good. This is what Square One Seasons is all about. It's about accepting the reality that the project might have failed. The moment might have been a mess. The plan might have went left. The person they left. The loss is real and legitimate. But as I accept that reality, even if it's less good than the one I had before, right? I can still put together good even in this. Let me be clear. Resilience is not about ignoring your reality. It's about having a proper response to your reality. Scripture even talks about this and it models it so well. And as I've said multiple times before, uh, this podcast is for everybody. There are plenty of people who will listen, who are entrepreneurs, who are doctors, who are lawyers, who are in industries where they don't, may not necessarily believe like I believe. Hear me, you still belong here. But as I've said many times, uh, my faith is at the foundation of how I navigate Square One Seasons and certainly how I navigate every aspect of my life. And in 2 Corinthians 4, I think I see something that just really shapes my perspective around resilience. 2 Corinthians chapter 4, and again, this is verses 8 through 9 and 16 through 18. And it says this, we are pressed on every side by troubles, but we are not crushed. We are perplexed, but not driven to despair. We are hunted down but never abandoned by God. We get knocked down, but we are not destroyed. Goes on to say this in verse 16. That is why we never give up. Though our bodies are dying, our spirits are being renewed every day. For our present troubles are small and won't last very long. Yet they produce for us a glory that vastly outweighs them and will last forever. So we don't look at the troubles we can see now. Rather, we fix our gaze on things that cannot be seen. For the things we see now will soon be gone, but the things we cannot see will last forever. I just want you to see the beautiful tension of this passage. It doesn't ignore reality. It just has a response to reality. That's resilience. He says, we're pressed on every side. Truth. By troubles. Got it. But we're not crushed. We're perplexed, but I'm not going to be driven to despair. Hunted down, but I'm never abandoned. I got knocked down, but I'm not destroyed. He says the reality is real and true, but my response to it is resilience. I'm going to see the good. I'm going to see that my spirit is not going to be crushed, even if my circumstances were crushing. And I think this is critical to all of our abilities to be able to continue to build a resilient life. So how do we do it? How do we build a resilient life? Four habits I believe that are critical to building a resilient life. Each of these habits, don't miss this, is hard. Watch this. Because you can't strengthen what you won't stretch. If you talk to any person who has built muscle mass, they become stronger. They will tell you that you cannot strengthen what you won't 
stretch. At some point, you got to lift something harder than you ever have before. At some point, you got to go heavier. At some point, you got to uh, put yourself in a position to try harder or to do something you've never done before. You have to stretch in order to find strength. And so here are the four habits to building a resilient life. The first one, you got to protect your rest. Now, I know this one is anticlimactic. I know you were waiting for something deeper. I just said it was going to be hard. And you're like, Vernon, really rest? That's what you're going to lead with? Absolutely. Because I believe, both from a practical perspective and a faith perspective, that when life hits the hardest, the thing we are tempted to do is try to hit back. When really one of the greatest tools to building strength is building rest into our rhythm. In faith context, we call this Sabbath. That there's a day in every week that God has designed where he wants us to cease from trying, cease from proving, cease from doing, cease from building, and to recover, to rest, to actually say it's good, what it is, where it's been. It's not everywhere I want it to be, but I'll get back to it for six days. And that God can do more with my six days than he can with my human effort in seven. Right? So you got to protect your rest. Why? I said it earlier. Because the question is not if challenges will show up in life. It's when life challenges us, how can we handle it? And part of the way we handle life's hardest moments is that we got to rest. Rest and recovery is actually essential to the strengthening of the body. I want to say this, stay here a little bit longer because this is so uh, uh, countercultural to our society today. American author Cal Newport in his book, Deep Work, writes these few but powerful words. Willpower is not an infinite resource. It will run out. Now, Cal Newport uh, uh, writes this book that is embedded with psychology and research on this topic. It tells you why rest and recovery is so important to resilience. Because if you don't give yourself time to step away from the battles and the busyness and the doing, you're going to find out that your willpower, your ability to stay strong is only for a moment. It is a finite resource. It's not infinite. And eventually you're going to burn out you're going to break down and they say, why am I back at square one? Because you thought resilience was continuously doing and you didn't recognize that there is no strength training that doesn't have recovery training attached to it. So don't miss recovery and rest as a part of how you build resilience. This needs to be a part of the habit of your life. All right, here's the second, last three, last three. Second one, if you're going to build a habit of resilience, you have to systematize failure. And I know that's a trigger word for some of us. We're like, I don't fail at nothing. I'm not no failure. I'm not going to fail. Hear me. You have to systematize failure. Failure actually needs to be something you seek out because here's what I've come to find. You're not even trying if you haven't failed on the way. Anybody who has tried to do anything to improve, to grow, to strengthen, to create, to expand, to, 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 to take new territory, they have some failures along the way. This is imperative that you start to systematize this. Here's why. Because if failure is unfamiliar to you, the moment you experience life hit you back, you'll fall apart. 
But if you systematize failure in your private journey, in your preparation journey, then you'll be familiar with the feeling that, hey, things don't work out all the time. But, hey, I know what that's like because it's a part of my system and my habits. Now, Vernon, you're saying I still don't get it. Let me give you a couple of examples. Like sometimes you need to, in private, try to do some things you've never done before and let it go bad. Fail at it in private. This is part of the challenge of our culture because we only know how to fail publicly. But when you systemize failure, you're actually saying, no, I'm going to try some things that I may not be ready for. I'm going to go after some things that may be beyond my capacity. But even if I fail at it, I'm learning in the process. Give you another practical example just to give you like a, a real world example. For those of us who've lifted weights, we know that when you are trying to max out, meaning you're trying to lift at a level you've never lifted before, you'll get on the bench press and you get something called a spotter. This is a person who is there to ensure, in a nutshell, you don't kill yourself, <laughs> right? They stand with you. They help you lift the weight. And, and you're trying to lift the heaviest thing you've ever lifted. And for most people who've tried to max out, there are moments where you fail. You're like, man, I thought I was strong enough and ready to carry. Didn't work. That's okay. I'm going to keep training. I'm going to keep trying. And I'm going to try again, right? But you systemize that so that it's a part of your strength training. That's all I'm saying is, guys, whatever you're trying to do in life, whatever you're trying to build, whatever you're trying to become, and particularly if you're trying to come out of a square one season and go to the other side, shape a powerful future, you have to have failure, right, weaved into your training process for life, right? That's a habit. Don't be afraid to say, I'm going to do something that I might fail at today, but guess what? I'm going to learn from it, all right? Systemize failure. Here's the third one. Set stretch goals, Right? Set goals that are not just standard and that you know you can accomplish. Set goals for yourself that actually stretch you to do more than you've ever done before. Give yourself something to reach for. Some of your goals need to be at the level of your future and not your present self. If you look at all your goals and you're like, I did that last year, then they aren't stretching you enough. If you look at your goals and you're like, I know I can do that and none of them scare you, then that doesn't help you build resilience into your life. You need a couple of goals in every year that make you say, man, that's going to stretch me beyond my capacity I've ever been before. That, that's going to cause me to experience some, some moments where I'm a little insecure. That's going to cause me to have some doubts, and I got to push through them. Yes, that's okay. Why? Because it's building the capacity to withstand. It's building the capacity to recover after the difficulty. But if you never put yourself in a position to experience the difficult, if the only time difficult shows up is unexpectedly, you're always going to fall or crumble at the life experiences that you didn't see coming. But if you can learn to familiarize yourself with stretch and going after things and saying, hey, I know what it's like to push myself. I know what it's like to say, man, I didn't hit the mark, but that's okay. Then when life's unexpected challenges come, you can at least say, hey, not what I wanted, but I've been here before. I know this feeling. It is not foreign to me, All right? And about every year, there's probably a goal or two that I might not hit. And I, I, I have now put that as a habit in my life 
so that I can be a, that, that failure and that stretching and that resilience has to happen, right? So systemized failure, right? We're going to protect our rest. We're going to set stretch goals. And here's the last one. We're going to seek honest feedback early and often. Don't miss that second word. We're going to seek honest feedback early and often. Here's why. Because for many of us in culture, we've never heard people hurt our feelings until it's too late. Your feelings need to get hurt every now and then. You need some people in your life who told you that wasn't your best. You need some people who are telling you, I think this business plan is incomplete. You need some people who will tell you, like, hey, your attitude is the real reason why you can't get contracts. You need some people to tell you that you have an issue with networking because you have low emotional intelligence. You need some honest feedback early and often. And you know what? It's hard to hear honest feedback. It is. You need a moment in your rhythm of life. You need to be, it needs to be a habit that there are certain people, not all people. You don't need to listen to all people. But there needs to be some people who can speak into your season, speak into your situation and say, hey, you just don't got it right now. And that honest feedback early and often is going to build the capacity and the resilience for you to handle it at higher levels. The reason some of us winning hurts us is because we won all of our life and then we got to the point where now that winning is public. And now opinions are getting the best of us because we never had enough honest feedback in our life before. We never had enough things said to us that stretched us, that hurt us a little bit, that, 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 that chiseled away at our ego. And so when it happened, we had never heard it, which means we didn't know how to process it. Right? So build the habits of resilience, which are protecting your rest, systemizing failure, set stretch goals, and seek honest feedback early and often and watch your resilience go to another level. Then in the next season on the other side of square one, when people say things to you, you'll be like, ah, I got people in my life who tell me the truth all the time. Your words can't hurt me that bad. When you have familiarized yourself with failure, I'm not saying be a failure. Hear me. I'm not saying be okay with failure. I'm saying learn to do things that you can know you possibly fail at and recognize that even if you fail a hundred times, like Thomas Edison, as long as you get it right that hundred first time, the light bulb is still going to work. Get comfortable with experimentation and saying failed, but failure is actually a part of my process. So you laughing at me about it. Don't hurt me the same way. And now I can withstand and recover more quickly from life's difficult moments. I want to share this quote with you as I bring this episode to a close. And it simply says this about Robert Jordan. He writes this, the oak fought with the wind and was broken. The willow bent when it must and survived. The oak tree fought the wind and was broken. But the willow bent when it must and it survived. I want you to survive every season. And sometimes that means you're going to have to subject yourself to the habit of bending, stretching, letting the feel the wind, but it won't break you. You'll survive because you were capable 
of being resilient even in the storm. And I think all of our lives, all of our lives, yes, that's right, me and you can use a little more resilience so that we can see the other side of square one seasons. So here's my challenge. I want you to choose one of the four habits and spend the next 30 days working to build a plan of it into your life. One of the four habits and say, how can I add this habit to my next 30 days and build a plan for it in my life? Here's why. Because life will hit back at some point. The question is not, do we want to win? We know we can do. The question is, how much can we take? Hey, I love you. I hope this episode was as exciting for you as it was for me. If it helped you in any small way or big way, share it with others. Make sure they get the word. Like, subscribe, share, rate, review. Text somebody, email somebody, be like, yo, you got to check this episode out. And do me a favor. Make sure you never forget to head over to our website and go grab your copy of Square One so that we can continue to live resilient lives together. Love y'all.